Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm Superman, I think. And this week we are talking about the new film Brightburn. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like if Superman just had really, really shitty parents. Uh, I would say his parents were pretty great in that film. Really? Yeah. I would say it's like if Superman had social media. So. Uh, There was social media in the 60s. Newspapers existed. That's uh, social. That's true. Media. All the gossip column was just about the Kent family and the Kent family alone. <laughs> about that strange Kent boy that just showed up one day. Yeah, uh, no, his parents are, are terrible. His dad's Roy from The Office. <laughs> Nobody's dad should be Roy from The Office. Uh, but Brightburn is a new horror film that was just released, uh, directed by David Yorovsky, Yorovsky, terrible pronouncing it, uh, and written by Brian Gunn. Do you think quick, Mark Gunn? Who, do you think this is a stretch for us to do this as a comic book movie? No, not in the slightest. No, yeah, I think it's a bit of a stretch, but I think it works. Because uh, I wanted to address it because there's no comic here. No, not yet. Maybe one day. You know, maybe we're preemptive. You know, sure. Uh, and Brian Gunn and uh, Mark Gunn they might be familiar because they are one of the brothers and cousins of James Gunn. Did you say Ryan Dunn? Yeah, Ryan Dunn. <laughs> Uh, well, way to bring it down. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, the movie stars Lilith Bank, and like Matt mentioned, uh, it stars uh, Roy from The Office, uh, David Denham. And Elizabeth uh, Banks? Yeah, who I thought were both great in the film. Uh, It also has a cameo from Steve Agee, really. I don't know if you call it a cameo, but he was in it. Uh, And it has old What's-His-Face from Breaking Bad, uh... Aaron Paul's best friend who died, the drug dealer. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I can't remember. He's uh, tall and he sounds, he looks kind of like a Matt frog. Jones is the actor's name, but oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. But he, he does great everything. He Thank is. you, IMDb. Uh, spoilers for Breaking Bad uh, and Brightburn, anything else to talk about today. But I don't know about you, but I was really looking forward to this movie going into it before we went and saw it. I was too. I saw pretty positive reviews. Yeah. Uh, dark horror film in a superhero world, something that we hadn't seen before. Uh, so it was something new, and even though we tend to really enjoy and love superhero films, well, we is, also really love horror films yeah. too. You and I, we, we were just really, talking about the new Halloween, but before we yeah. record this podcast, we also don't really go see movies together. But you and I no. actually went and saw it last yeah. year together. So there you go. Yeah, and I was part of me was like, I was like, I do not want to see a horror movie by myself in theater. Like, I still have like that like heebie-jeebies. Luckily. Even though I saw it in the middle of the day in the weekday, for some reason someone still sat right next to me in the theater. I don't know why. <laughs> so, well, that's where they belonged. Yeah, next to you. So that was that was a little strange. That, that that's that, horrifying. Yeah, in this movie, or or maybe it was just because they're like, you know what? I want to give him goosebumps before the movie starts. I, I want to set the tone. Do you think that that person was actually there? Uh, are you saying if I'm the kid in Six Sense? Are you asking if I'm Haley Joel Osment? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I've always thought you were Haley Joel Osment, but now, like, when he's in Silicon Valley. But let's get to the, the gist of the movie. Uh, essentially, uh, this family is, or this husband and wife are trying to have a kid. Uh, we actually get a nice little scene where it opens with them about to make love, but we see, like, their bookshelf, and we see a bunch of uh, 
maternity books and birthing books and conception books, but they all look like worn and faded books. Like they, it was a nice little subtle touch that shows that they have been through this time and time again. And then much like, see, I didn't get that from from those books. I really just thought that they were really curious about pregnancy <laughs> and how it worked. Yeah, it, it was their first time out in the world. Yeah, uh, but a ship crashes. We don't see the ship crash. Uh, but and then next thing we know, we have a montage of them raising their son. Um, if you don't have a montage in your movie, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I enjoyed it though because it was fast paced. So they got to save some money by actually like watching them go to the ship and take it out. Uh, and just that quick montage helped quicken the pace just to get to where he needs to be. A young boy going through puberty. Yeah. We've all been there. You were all young boys once. Every single one of you. And you all know what puberty is like. You all know what discovering an erection is like. Well, that's not in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, pretty sure it's in every scene of this movie. Uh, I think like with any film like this, when your main antagonist is going to be someone that's a kid, uh, and he's 12 years old in this, I believe, uh, Brandon Breyer, uh, he needs to be able to be someone that is convincing to be creepy and eerie. Uh, otherwise, it just comes across as laugh- laughable. And I thought he pulled it off. Yeah, it's a creepy kid. If this is your kid, I'm sorry, but he's creepy. <laughs> he's got a creepy haircut. He's yeah. got creepy eyes. Yeah, Jackson Dunn did a good job. Uh, it takes. I, do you think he has a soul? No, uh, not at all. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Uh, Same page. It takes place uh, much like the Superman mythos in Kansas as well. They live on a farm, much like the Kent family too. So the parallels are obvious. Uh, the difference is, is that his ship is locked up and he doesn't know that he's from another planet. Uh, but one day he's sleeping and he hears these like voices, like these demon-like voices. And I thought they were more angelic. Okay. Well, that has a lot about you. Uh, <laughs> uh, these demon-like voices. And he sleepwalks out to his ship trying to break open uh, the padlock where it's being held. And his mom finds him. And then it kind of gets just creepier. From oh, there. he's muttering yeah. insane shit as yeah. well. And the the premise of the film was set up from the very beginning. Whenever he's in class and the teacher asks a question about it, like bees and wasps. And he mentioned a, a species of wasp called the brute wasp who lays its eggs inside others' nests because it can't build its own. Uh, and when those hatch, it kills and destroys uh, the, chill, the original larvae in the nest as well, too. So that basically set up what he is or, or what he's going to be. Uh, so are you just saying that all humans are wasps? Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. They are all high society. Uh, they love their hot toddies in the fall. Uh, <laughs> but hey, fuck you coming in for my hot toddies, man. Uh, essentially, like it also seems like he's going through puberty and doesn't know how to act because he's not really human. And like when he gets advice from adults, he uh, doesn't take it well. Like when his dad gives him advice, like it's okay to like girls, uh, and it's natural. Uh, to have feelings towards girls. And then, so he sneaks off from the woods in the middle of the night. Here's the thing, though. That's terrible advice. It's not okay to like girls. It's not okay to like anybody. Like yeah. yourself. Go draw. In yeah. your room, alone. Don't talk to people. You're a freak. Well, the problem is he did like himself too much because he thought he was better uh, than all humans. At the end, sure. Yeah. But that's because he discovered he was better. Yeah. But surprisingly enough, he, even though he was only 12 years old, he didn't know how to woo a girl and creeping into her window in the middle of the night. Yeah, what kind playing, of 12-year-old does not know how to woo a girl? Playing doo-wop music uh, over and over again from her laptop. Uh, Just watch 16 yeah. Candles 20 times. You'll figure it out, yeah. man. Didn't Just do don't be ducky. Yeah, I mean, if maybe he had uh, some more John Hughes films, it, it would turn out differently. I'm sorry, that was pretty in pink, not yeah. 16 Candles. Yeah, I know. 
I which I actually hate Pretty in Pink. I think it's a shitty movie. Well, let's talk, can we talk about Pretty in Pink for like, like twenty minutes now? Okay, real quick. So yeah, we can. But so, what do you think of the costume uh, for? Oh my uh, god, his Brandon costume Breyer. is terrifying. It yeah. looks like a squid mask. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Knitted from like cotton with like a long trunk and with eye holes. As I well. think it's polyester. Actually, uh, <laughs> I like that you designate it's cotton. And uh, it's with, a hood with a sewn across. Yeah. Uh, it's like a stitching. Yeah. Uh, it looks kind of like shoelaces. Uh, but it's definitely shoelaces. The girl he likes, uh, he ends up breaking her hand because she was mean to him and he scared her. And so his mom doesn't want to be around. And the solution is for him to kill her mom. Like that's the way that they'll be together. Solution. You know what his mask looks like though? Uh, there's uh, those things in Doctor Who that have like the little bubbles. With like the, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he looks like. Um, kind of like like the alien ki- kind of gas mask in a way. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. I know. Um, I'm so smart. What would you say for you was like the goriest death? Like the one where you're like, oh my. Or, oh, the or, truck. Or, or, or the most brutal. Uh, there are so many deaths. And we didn't even talk about how gory this movie is. Yeah. But it's gorific. Uh, Everybody dies in just a really horrific kind of way. But the one that really, and I held my head and covered my eyes like four or five times <laughs> this movie because it's so fucking nasty and I loved it. But when he kills his uncle uh, in the truck and his uncle's jaw is just hanging slack. Yeah. And you hear the gurgling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even now, I got goosebumps yeah. and I'm weirded out. Yeah. And you see him trying to okay, hold the jaw. Uh, I love too that like. He had his little symbol as well that he drew, like in his notebook before he went and yeah. terrorized someone or after it he killed someone. It reminded me of how he used to draw those like weird S's. S's yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it is a very like middle school thing to do as well. So I thought that very much like fit in line with like the personality mm-hmm. of, of like yep. who he was. Uh, I honestly thought I'm going to the very end. I thought the most brutal. I mean, there's two. Uh, the one of the first kills were the mom of the woman the girl he likes. Pulls the glass from her eyeball. I don't know why that was yeah. a thing, but it was. Yeah. And it went on for so long, too. Yeah. Like that shard was it lasted so big. And yeah. lasted. Yeah. And she just kept pulling it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the very end, whenever he kills his mom. I'm squirming with you talking about this. I, I'm. Ugh. Whenever he floats his mom up into the atmosphere and drops her, like knowing what a terrifying, frightening death, like that must be. She seemed to be kind death. of at peace with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I see the look on her face uh, it was a little she bit different. Screaming though, there was no like, "Don't do this! Don't do this! No, stop!" Mm-hmm. Well, that's because she'd already gotten uh, thrown to the ground or punched and stuff like that. As well, too, because her face was all bloody as well. Well, he, she just attempted to kill him. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, that to me, <laughs> I didn't like the way that he killed his dad. Yeah, I like the way he killed Roy. Yeah, it was like the way that. Uh, Oh, Laser beams. Uh, yeah, I want to spoil something else. The eyes. Or the, the fucking face. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, and we'll say he essentially, most of the powers of Superman, he has invulnerability, he has flight, he has super strength, and heat rays. He doesn't have seem to have freeze breath or super hearing, uh, at least not, not that, that we've shown in the bitch. film. Uh, but that was still terrifying enough. And... I really liked that, like, his dad, like, tried to kill him because, like, his dad, like, he he didn't tell his wife what he was doing. He realized what he had to do. He took him out in the woods like old yeah. fucking yeller yeah. is what he did. Like, like, like they were going on a camping trip to go bonding. Yep. Yeah. 
And Try to go bondage? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Father-son bondage? Just when you see, like, the bullet bounce off his head harmlessly, like, that's another just, like, terrifying moment as well, too. He just looked like he yeah. kind of got hit in the head of the baseball. Yeah. Like, ah, that really hurt. Yeah. It, I think the most frustrating part for me was, and I know you need this as well, but how the mom refused to believe anything for so long. Oh, she uh, was so dumb. Yeah. She was so dumb for so long. But. The scene where he terrorizes her at the house was another great scene toward the end as well, where he just destroys the oh, home. Oh, man. I started to think that that cop was really going to help out and yeah, do something. Yeah, so did I, yeah. And he yeah. just gets pulverized yeah. into oblivion. Because he solved the case. Uh, yeah. There was... It's it just... It was... Okay. What to you was the scariest part of this movie? Because it is a horror film, so we should, we should talk about that. Oh, that's a great question. The scariest part? <laughs> I don't think I was ever really, like, scared... Um, really at all throughout the film it was it was more like a thriller to me creepy yeah. yeah I think for me like the scariest part was whenever he was torturing or scaring his aunt like with like the lights like going on and off and then you see that was that a was very crazy. traditional horror movie yeah. part of the film yeah and then the crazy part was he just hid in the, in the closet I know, I know. Yeah, or you see uh, his uncle like brushing his teeth, and you see him like creeping up there, like he's a spider, yep. like waiting. Yeah, it's it was very effective. Um, I really, I mean, I've got chills in there multiplying. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a grease podcast soon. Don't worry. <laughs> if you go back and listen to every episode of our podcast, there's at least six grease references in every one of them. So, I know like some people seem to be upset by the fact that like they felt like it was like the upbringing or like the parents that like made him this way but like I just clearly no like it was this was he was an invasive species and this was it was his programming it was once he reached a certain age or a certain point yeah but yeah, i also uh, don't think his ship. parents did him do it did him any favors i think he was beyond the point of no return like i mean you saw <laughs> what he did to the girl he's like mom down in the see basement. i think his dad just gave him some really shitty advice yeah. <laughs> I think it was his death sure, sure. it's, it's all yeah. Roy. Yeah. So you're Roy's saying it was nurture and not nature yep. that, that turned him into a monster. Yep. Uh, he does. The only thing that seemed to hurt him was metal from his spaceship as well. Like Matt mentioned, his mom did try and kill him with a piece of it, but she was too slow. Um. So, and like, I, I, I thought that she was going to do it as well. Like, I did not expect the ending to this film to be what it was. No, they set it up for sequels. Yes. Which... Would you go watch a Brightburn sequel? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I would too. Uh, would we do it on this podcast? Yes, hundred percent. I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is sort of like a mid-credit scene uh, with Michael Rooker uh, playing an Alex Jones type character. Uh, oh my god, I fucking love that. Yeah, that might have been my favorite and part of the movie. It has like, and it's basically a button uh, of him talking about all the other like horrors he's talking. Actually, before that, we get to see. So the movie ends with him killing his mom in its credits, but the credits play over all the ways he's terrorizing this Kansas town, which I thought was really cool too. Yep. Uh, and then trying to piece it together uh, because he covers up his parents' death by grabbing a plane from midair and having it crash on his family's lawn and killing everyone there. So they think it's a plane crash. So they're like, and with oh, him he's being the, the only survivor. survivor. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, and then we could see news clips of like the town being terrorized, everything's happening to the town, uh, and his symbol being burned in the lawns. Uh, so we see that his reign is not over. But then we see Michael Rooker's character, and he shows a clip of a sea creature like Aquaman. He shows uh, 
like this demon like monster woman with like a lasso like Wonder Woman. Uh, Do you think that they're going to set up a universe with this? Because they totally could. I would love, I would love them to. Like, I, I think it'd be, I love to see this be like a 10 episode like series on like Netflix or something like that too. I mean, just make two or three more movies or yeah. four. I'd be fine. Like, I, I thought it was great. Uh, especially, I thought that was a really strong film for someone else with their first major directing debut as well, too. Uh, yeah, he can create his own universe from here. Uh, I don't know if we'll get it. Uh, the film only made, I want to say, like $9.6 million domestically opening weekend. Ugh. But its budget was only $6 million. Okay, uh, so $3 million yeah, victory. Not counting marketing, but yeah, it, it turned a profit uh, on budget opening weekend. Yeah. Um, I think this film would have done better had it been released at a different time i think uh the, the summer around blockbuster season yeah. is not the time for a movie like for this. a horror like yeah i think september october would be a better time but yeah. like we now have that rare time where like it chapter two will actually be a blockbuster film around that time yeah so it'll I, do it, really well yeah i think it's hard to slot in a movie like this but i do think it would have been better if it wasn't an uh early summer film even if it had been like a february film or like a january film i thought it would do better yeah too. when something when there's not a lot of yeah. shit going on yeah uh but it's what it was so what would you rate this film on a scale of one to ten i liked it i would say it's a seven and a half yeah i'll give it around a seven as well uh yeah. i think it's the kind of film if you're a horror fan you'll like it if you're a comic book fan you'll like it. if you're a superman fan you'll enjoy it. i think it appeals to a lot of people as I'm, well too i'm definitely gonna watch this one again um I don't know how much more I'll get out of it, but I think it's just an entertaining Yeah, play. it's a great, like, streamer cable TV movie yeah. as well. Like, if you come across it when you're trying to figure out what to watch on Netflix and you see this, it's definitely a, a great choice. Yeah, I'll, I'll make my girlfriend watch it around Halloween time, and I think she'll enjoy it. Yeah, this is what I'm going to be recommending to people, because I know a lot of people aren't, well, not seen it in theaters, so it's going to be one that'll be on my list for a long time. Like, hey, have you seen this? This is a great film. You should check it out. And I'll say, yes, Alex, we saw it and we recorded it on our <laughs> podcast. Where can we talk to each other? <laughs> uh but that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Henshin Comics. Uh, we're actually going to have a special midweek episode to talk about the number ones for Woo! the month of May. Uh, as always, you can email us at henshinacomics at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Facebook Live. Uh, you can find us on Vine still. We're still there. We haven't gone away. Uh, like and subscribe, download the podcast, all that cool stuff. It means the world to Alex's mom. She really pays attention to that kind of stuff. So, yeah. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I burn brightly. Henchman ain't easy. <laughs>